When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to talk about all the new Nets that we've actually seen play basketball. Mm. Goran Dragic, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and we're going to uh, anticipate the return of Kevin Durant. And then, after the break, we're going to talk COVID policy. Gotta, hey. put it, gotta quarantine that behind the break, for sure. <laughs> The Glue Guys, this is Mike here. Say hello, hello, Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself by the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash Glue Guys. A subsidiary of the New York Times, Brad. Michael. The Nets. Hey, we did. We had a win. Our quarantine. Hey. That was, that was a win. We had a cool win on. That uh, was a good win the yes. other night. The Bucks, the beatdown of the Bucks in Milwaukee, Kyrie Irving. Leading the charge, thirty-eight points, his season high. You know, I've checked his. I checked his basketball reference. He hasn't played many games this year. Yeah, do you have an injury or something that I <laughs> yeah. missed? Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna try to talk some hoops <laughs> here, Mike, because that hey. we, we felt like it was maybe that that's a thing that we could do once in a while. But it is hard to talk about hoops on this on this team this season. They've made it difficult, Mike. They've made it difficult. We're gonna try. Well, we're recording this on Monday. The Nets play uh, a back-to-back against the Raptors, a home and away. Yeah. Um, Monday and Tuesday. And we thought, this is the time to get in a pod. We could talk right. about the new players. <laughs> right. Because who knows? Those games are going to suck. Those games are going to suck. Um, yeah. Those games are going to suck. Full stop. That's it. There's all that. That's all the news that's fit to print on Do we know that. that Kevin Durant's playing? Have Do we have any idea of when? Because that... it seems like he should be playing very, very, very soon. Right? Yeah. I don't know if that was confirmed or not. But anyways, hey, big bucks win, you know? Hey, big bucks win. <laughs> what have you liked best? Who yeah. Who of the new Nets? And I'm going to I'm gonna put Goran Dragic in there already, even though he's only played you know, one game. You know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's Dragic. Otherwise, the, the, the dragon no, thing you... doesn't work. Right? You can't be a Drogen. I'm pretty sure it's Dragic. Really? Somebody Dragic. was saying specifically. Is oh, it? wait, Dragic? Dragic. I don't know. Dragic. Don't listen I to think me. you're right. I'm always you're wrong. Right. Don't listen to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I enjoyed his his yes. smattering of minutes that he was closing and inbounding and all that was, <laughs> was interesting towards the end of the game. But um, in general, I did like that we had this ability to close out the game with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, or like Dra- Dragic inbounding to Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kyrie Irving, and Seth Curry. That was that's like oh, that's like a really cool offense defense closing, um, you know, look to to give on either side of it. So like it's like oh, I can kind of see like the composition of this team start. You can squint and start to see it come together a little bit on the horizon. Um, it's still <laughs> it's still in a state of massive disrepair, um, but you know. 
I, the like the weird little two man game that Seth Curry and Kyrie had to finish that game. I was like, oh, that's like a thing. We could, I could see a world in which that's you know the beginning of your fourth quarter. You know, in a world where Kevin Durant needs like you know five minutes of rest, uh, and he's not playing forty eight <laughs> minutes like he usually does in, in big games. Well, um, he's, yeah, he's going to play forty eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, but like you know, that's a look that that I think uh, actually works. Like real, real, real world works. It's part of the system that that could net some wins. What did you like, Mike? Did you like things? Yeah, I. Lo- I mean, I'm obsessed with the Andre Drummond experience. It's pretty good I- so far. I've liked it. He's at the best point of his career because he no longer has that. I'm sure he would love to have a massive contract, mm-hmm. um, but the massive contract made everyone hate Andre Drummond. It happens to every NBA player. You are underpaid. Everyone loves you. The second you get a big contract, that guy sucks. Yeah. Tobias Harris is the perfect example of, hey, underrated, gets a big contract. Man, Tobias Harris sucks. Yeah. Right? Drummond was that, and he was also kind of that extra controversial layer of, his counting stats looked really good, but his actual analytics besides PER, you were like, that guy doesn't actually contribute to winning basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, he's, I think, a vet minimum guy. He's only 28 years old. He's one of the youngest players on the team, probably. He's like a year away from averaging is. 17 and 10. Like, just a year. And 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 I've said this. I've advocated this for a long time. And there's some prospects coming out of college basketball that I'm very excited about. Like seven foot five dudes. There's a guy from Western Kentucky who's wow. seven foot five, two fifty. You can't Big stay fan. away. You can't stay away from the memes. Average you love three the memes. Too. A game. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, real quick, I need to look up this guy's name for everyone who's like, because uh, the Nets are gonna have a first round pick. So I've been diving back into draft analysis. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look up NCAA block leaders this season. There's a guy from Moorhead State who is six ten, like two ten. Not nothing to write home about, but is averaging. Four blocks a game. Mm. His name is Johnny Broom. Bring out the broom. Bring out the broom. Four blocks On a game brand. at 6'10". The other guy's Jamarian Sharp. I know no one cares about this. He's the guy from Western Kentucky who's seven foot five, and he has four and a half blocks a game. And there's Walker Kessler from Auburn at 4.6 blocks a game, seven foot one. Uh, obsessed with all. Okay, obsessed. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, back to Andre Drummond. It's helpful to have a big dude. I see how much... How much how much difficulty the other team has when he's in the low post, not even with the ball, just trying to get a rebound. He's occupying two guys. And then Bruce Brown's rebounds have gone up. Yeah. I think specifically because Drummond's been fighting for them and Bruce Brown can come in and grab That's it. Like we've like, we only, you said this last week, but just having somebody to tip it, to keep it alive. Like we've got feisty enough guys who are just, they're just small. They're small and feisty, but they're feisty. Um, So, and even like James Johnson can like be feisty in that way or, or clever, you know, a couple of guys like that. It was kind of sad to see Andre DeAndre apostrophe Bembry on the other, on the Bucks though. <laughs> that was sad. I didn't like that. Did Javon Carter also make you sad? That didn't make <laughs> that part made me less sad, but I, but the apostrophe I miss the nickname, the apostrophe never took off. And know? there was like kind of a, a feisty moment with Bembry, right? Where like there was a foul call that he really vehemently disagreed with. I was like, Hey, yeah, you were, you were our friend though. When I think Carter got popped in the face on a play and he was bleeding a little bit and yeah. Patty Mills came over to him, yeah. gave him a little pat, like Patty Mills, what a guy. Really nice. You know, guy. Really doesn't sweet. forget his friend. He doesn't care about jersey color. No. He just has his buds. 
his little, friends. Smeared screwed. a little Vegemite on him, send him on his way. That's what they do. Uh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, but that was. Um, what did they do that? You know, I feel it's a very Bucks thing. Are they like? Is this some lame psychological warfare picking up like Javon Carter? <laughs> I mean, down to remember is psychological warfare. They may have missed the mark with Javon Carter. No disrespect, but <laughs> do you think like you know, traditionally in football, sometimes like teams will sign the the third string quarterback from another team right. before this to get the playbook, and Javon <laughs> Carter comes in with Steve Nash's playbook, and it's like one page. Mm-hmm. And for Javon's playbook, it's jack up a three with 20 seconds left yeah. of the shot clock. He's like, I got it, guys. Javon would take Steve Nash's playbook and then just like instead just insert one sheet of his own. It's like a stick figure, <laughs> a bald stick figure. Yeah. With a little, like, with a little beard. He's like, but I don't know what to tell you. He ran everything through me, and it did. My usage was insane. I don't. I mean, you weren't there. In historically great offense, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not this season, but you know. Yeah. And and so the, here, here, here is the playbook. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, don't miss. No shots, Javon Carter. Yeah, no shots, no shots. Um, but never D- Drummond. Like I, I, I know that there's like negatives about Drummond. There's a reason why he's a backup center at this point. Um, that he's a veteran minimum guy, that he's not getting like that next big contract. But we we should all know that that's built into any discussion about Drummond. And what we should appreciate is what he is compared to the other backup bigs that the Nets have had, or even starting bigs yeah. the Nets have had. As much as I love Lamarcus Aldridge, him moving like him having to run. It's different. They're different guys. They do different things. He, he runs yeah. first with his shoulders. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Where like he needs the momentum from his shoulders to go down into his legs, well, and it starts with the arms. Like even before his legs, like he has to like <laughs> get the whole thing started. It's a yeah. It's a joy. It's like I've been trying to work, trying to do more like floor exercises, not mm-hmm. just doing the peloton, doing like you know the actual like full body okay. stuff. And when I'm doing plank. I'm not the perfect plank. I don't have the belly tucked in. Yeah. I don't have the the butt down. I don't know. Okay. I, I I don't even know the proper form. Yeah, it sounds like it. it sounds like you're I'm all like over the place. Marcus Aldridge running. Like yeah. I'm doing I'm <laughs> your all plank shoulders is... and elbows yeah. when I should be focusing on my yeah. core. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that though. I was worried about you in just that Peloton. I hear everyone's back <laughs> going out on these Pelotons. Okay, I was worried for you. I love that you how do you say it? What's Peloton? Pel- Pel- the Peloton. Yeah. Peloton? <laughs> the Peloton. No, I don't know. Uh, the Ar- <laughs> Wait, what? what's the Dune? The uh, Har- Harkonnens? Or yeah, Harkonnens. Yeah, or Har- exactly. Yeah. The Peloton. They're brutal. <laughs> they are they're brutal uh, on the back, those Pelotons. Brutal. Um, so not only is Drummond helping the team rebounding, like, and he's going to matter. Of course, I think Daryl Morey made a joke about this. He was on uh, Sports Talk Radio in Philly. I don't know if you heard this. And they were asking about the deal, and they're like, why was Drummond in the deal? He's like, because they were scared of Joel Embiid. I think they were scared of him, and they wanted him in the deal. And I was like, one, Daryl, basketball strategy. Mm -hmm. It's not being scared. It's basketball strategy. But if you look around the NBA, you look at the best teams in the NBA, center is just way more important than it has been in recent years. And. So, I'm oh, sorry, I'm, that I'm, conf- you. I'm confused by the context of it. Like, they're like, why did you give him DeAndre Drummond? Or, or, or yeah, like Drummond, they were or trying what? to. Yeah. I think they're trying to talk through the like, how did the deal come to be? Like, we heard a lot of different names, right? Danny Green, Matisse yeah. Thibel. So, how did it end up being right. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Drummond? And he went like with like I don't know Seth Curry. He, I don't remember his okay. explanation for that. But Drummond was that they were afraid the Nets were of Joel Embiid. Right. You know, actually, I'm not gonna lie. I would be, I am, why would I not be afraid of Joel Embiid? 
dude's an MVP or probably will be an MVP this year unless if James Harden takes that away from him cuz uh yeah your boy looked pretty good so he was like they're scared of Joel Embiid they want to have a strict like a good matchup for them so i i gave i gave them that that's what i get. <laughs> like they, it, it was like they demanded yeah. it oh, yeah. I see. okay they demanded it Got um it. Hmm. we've talked about this before what's the optimal center rotation at this point because like it, LaMarcus and Dr- and Drummond they can't play with anyone else. And when Kevin Durant comes back, Durant's Durant and Ben Simmons, if they play basketball, which mm. God, who knows if he's going to play back. We didn't even talk. We're not even, should we even discuss Ben Simmons back? Do we really want to go down well, that road? We can. I mean, uh, again, perfect, you know, conflicting reports. So we'll never know. Let's not actually forget. Even, it's, even just I'm, talking about I'm conflicting so reports. Exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he has a back issue that the same back issue that he apparently had in Philly. Yeah. It's like, I see him sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. I see, like, do you know how uncomfortable those seats are? They are they really are, like. Why can't we get to a little bit of a, a, a recline? Get a element. couch. A slight recline would go, you know, miles for these. Get bags. a couch from like uh, an old late mo- like late night with Seth Meyers set. Yeah, you know, just put a put a couch out there, make it comfortable for these seven footers. Yeah, but we're making them sit on folding when chairs. When like, was at my synagogue. Yeah, they were sitting in like cockpit seats. It was, looked looked nice. They had cup holders. You know, like it's, <laughs> it was normal. <laughs> Wait, where <laughs> was, like, was that? In the bubble. You know, yeah, feel, the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Well, like European soccer, they. Have like ver- they have the 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 Top Gun seats, like you're describing. The idea that like you know Patty Mills and Andre Drummond are sitting in the same size chair just doesn't it doesn't make sense. You know, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Andre that chair goes inside of Andre Drummond in a chair that's <laughs> sorry that's did you crass. see the v- video of uh, <laughs> did you see the video of James Harden falling down? I did. He was trying to sit in the chair. Like, like that, that made me happy. I'm some, sorry. Some gaffes, some gaffes uh, and goofs. Yeah. He's so damn skinny now. What like, the hell? Like I. Miss James Harden. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to hear this. Wait, where's my manufacturer? No. Tension drop. He was smurfing out of protest. He didn't like what was what he was seeing. Can you Mike. do the manufacturer tension. Oh, you got to do the thing. That's the. You, are you not? Oh, I'm not it? hearing it. Oh, I'm sorry. One sec. Sorry, everyone's like the pilot. Manufacturer tension. There you go. Sorry, that was perfect. I had to switch that on for you. Um, that. I, these are hot takes, and they're they're born out of pure emotion. I'm not, you know, they're not well thought thought out or anything. But yep. the idea that that James Harden <laughs> well and everyone listen, <laughs> yeah. But but hear me out. Uh, no, but he is. He was smurfing. The guy was smurfing. So for those of you who don't know, smurfing is an is an esports term for somebody who's using a uh, an account that is like a new a new account, not their like professional account. So that they can beat up on noobs, and James Harden was hiding his power level, you know, for the entirety of the season out of protest because he didn't like what was happening and he couldn't influence it. And he saw a moment of uh, clarity to make a clean break, get get the net something in return, not have to walk in the offseason, and he did it. And I am going to go oh, to my grave. And if the, if the Sixers, do you realize what's going to happen if the Sixers win it this year? Do you realize? Stop. Did, They're, did, not what, They're not going to win it. They're not going to win it. A hypothetical, totally hypothetical. Do, does everyone? Do, does Nets Nation take a real hard look at themselves? Are we going to be like? A, is there going to be a like all the like personal decision people, or like are we going to be like, damn, we missed out on the chip again? We 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 done we done did it again. 
If I would usually call it a come to Jesus moment, but for Kyrie, it's like a come to Joe Rogan moment. You know, it's like we. I I I don't even want to consider it. I don't think they're good that. I don't think they're that good enough as a team. I'm just saying hypothetically. Does it? Does it have a? Do we have a moment of introspection? And be like, like whoops a daisy. We may have. <laughs> we, we, we may have continually bet on. Um, I don't want to call it mentally fragile, but. Uh, mentally unstable superstars right like i wouldn't even call it unstable i think his like his logical framework is just like not it's not the it's not not something you should be able to rely on we shouldn't rely on it long term there's something like um like there's the even though chris paul's never won a championship and Kyrie has there's something of like purely basketball is the only thing that matters that carries you through and like michael jordan basketball was it even if he was in space jam and played golf like ultimately basketball was the thing Mm -hmm. um and lebron has talked about it before where everything he does off the court is fed from on the court it doesn't have like he knows that if he starts sucking on the court all those business interests outside the court are gonna be diminished Mm -hmm. you know basketball is the thing and it's so funny to think about when sean marks was hired that the every team that hires a spurs assistant gm wants to be the next Spurs organization, right? And what do we think of when we think of the Spurs? We think of stability, mm. no drama, even though that that is a fallacy. Like the Kawhi Leonard hamstring, um, quotes for the non-YouTube crowd, mm. um, like we kind of all gloss over the fact that Kawhi Leonard quit basketball for a year to yep. get away from San Antonio. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And like, and there's been so many reports that there would be a practice in San Antonio they would end practice, quiet in practice, and then he would play like one on one against Matt Bonner. Yeah. Like, who's an announcer <laughs> at the team? It's like, in, but, but because it was San Antonio, we think we don't, it just doesn't register in our minds the way that, you know, what happened with Ben Simmons in Philly or what's happening with Kyrie or right. what happened with Harden in Brooklyn. But anyways, this whole team was built on culture. And I, I do think if the Sixers win, and not that they are the epitome of culture, there should be a come to Joe Rogan moment. You know, for this team, there should be a, a moment and be like, I know we have the, like three ultra talented players, but if they don't play basketball together, then what what does it mean? Like we like we should uh, invest more in players who play basketball. Yeah, and, I don't want to have this Ben Simmons back thing. <clears throat> Get out of! I can't stand it. <laughs> the the fact that like the, again we talk, mm. he's sitting on the goddamn bench. I can see him there sitting. I can see him walking around. There's video of him at practice. I don't want if this back injury is not a real thing. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear from any sources that he has. A, what does a you've had back? You've had back surgery, right? I have. I have. Okay, I did that. All right. And my back well, so used I'm a, to hurt. So I'm, an, so I'm an expert. I'm an expert yeah. in the field. Ask well, me anything. Hey, yeah. your body's been through it, man. I, You've been through. That you know? and so much more. It's just you're uh, like Oliver Stone, right? Doing movies about Vietnam. You've been through it. <laughs> it's a, I got a yeah Ford F one fifty here. You know from from the, from eighty seven. So beat up. Don't give me this back injury. And if it's a back injury that has persisted from October to now, when he hasn't played basketball, okay, we're not dummies. That means that he has a serious back injury, or we're not being told the truth. And a back injury is the easiest way to explain away sort of like uh, like he doesn't want to play basketball in Philly in, on March 10th. So he's going to pretend to have – we're going to pretend he has this mm. back injury because then we could say, oh, his back is fine. 
Steve Nash has come out and said that the, the whatever the the back injury is is not a big deal at all. So what are we <laughs> doing? We, tr- we tried so hard, Mike. We tried to talk about basketball, and now here we are talking about back injuries and logical frameworks. And, Did the know. COVID vaccine give Ben Simmons a back injury that's persisted through time? Did it happen? Yeah. Brian, you can't yeah. tell me it didn't happen. You know, we know he's vaccinated. And to take us even further away from, from this, there was a Sports Illustrated article about that sort of uses, ben, I don't know if you saw this, Ben Simmons as the lynch, daily, yeah. the, the linchpin of an argument about like, just sort of like tisk tisking the media about like the way that they've handled the Ben Simmons mental health issue, uh, which I think was is fine and like we're kind of guilty of that ourselves but like i will say was missing the one important detail of why ben simmons's mental health sort of you know claims are are being brought into this light in particular this sort of like this you know because we're as media people have like definitely like reframed the way that they think about this and talk about it uh post phelps and you know everyone else um and I just think that the, the the big missing part is that it was a combination of I don't want to play for specifically this team and then a post hoc mental health thing. It, the mental I think it's a P, it could be a PR issue. Could just be you need Brian yeah. Egan and Partners LLC PR Egan. Yeah, <laughs> Egan. <laughs> because you you do want to start that conversation with the motivation, not you know like backing into why I don't want to play for specifically this one team, not like I have an issue that's preventing me from playing basketball. Period. So I will say like it is a, a treacherous place to be in when you're questioning someone's mental health. You don't want to do it, but I will also say there's specific reasons in this case why people in particular are keying into it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, and and it's confusing because if the Nets had come out and said, and Ben Simmons, who had an opportunity, had a press conference, and at his press conference, he said his mental health had nothing to do with the Sixers. I'm pretty sure he just had nothing to do with coaches or players or executives or whatever. But if, if Ben Simmons had come out and said, like, hey, I'm still going through mental health stuff right now, I actually don't know if you know I can play. I really do want to play, but it's been it's tough. I'm struggling with mental health. I mean, frankly, I would really support him because that'd be a very brave thing to do. Um, but he like he talked about wanting to play, um, and I would just like and we talked about this in the last show. If they have a date in mind, they have to, to just have to say it. Just say it. Don't do this thing where we're all waiting for the Brooklyn Nets Twitter account to tweet out the injury report. And praying and hoping that Ben Simmons' name will go from, or Kevin Durant's name will go from, out to questionable or probable. Or I, I can't. If when I go, when I'm on the train to hell, mm. okay, the image on the monorail to hell that they're going to be showing to prepare me, while whilst I spend the rest of my time in eternity mm. being my sh- flesh burned off, my God, will be the Brooklyn Nets injury report. Yeah, that'll be the, the my introduction to hell. Speaking of that, let's take a break and talk let's about COVID. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Hey. Brian. Good do to we want to do jump right into COVID? Do we want to talk quickly about Seth Curry just to give people a palate cleanser? Cleanse it. Or, sounds like you got something. Well, I, what I, what I want to say importantly, like so, Patty Mills has tailed off a little bit. I, he's been overworked. I think he's he has more minutes per game this season than ever in his career. Right? He's having more usage than ever in his career, and it's not like the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs have been not a great team of recent, so they could have used a guy like Patty Mills. But the Nets are so reliant on Patty Mills. Seth Curry is the best thing to ever happen to Patty Mills uh, in recent years. Tim Duncan's probably the best thing in reality. But uh, Seth Curry is like the true tier or two up above Patty Mills in terms of a player. I love Patty. Love what he brings to this team. You and I were so excited when he signed with the Nets. Championship pedigree, mm-hmm. great guy, all that. Mm-hmm. Could be the Ben Simmons whisperer. Seth Curry is a true starter. Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah. Has contributed to playoff teams. <clears throat> he was in Portland with Dame and CJ. He was next to Luca in, in Dallas, and he was with Embiid in Philly. Just like, appears he is, to have really gotten better over time, like precipitously. Just over and over again, just every year, a little bit better. A little more added to his game. People even last night were <clears throat> or on Saturday were talking about how like his defense has improved, which has been the biggest thing that people talk shit about him for. Yeah, like the funny thing about both Curries at this point. Is like there's an idea in your head that, oh, just because they're shooters and they don't look all that muscular, that they're not going to be good defenders. And like Seth Curry is not a good defender, but they're both like lankier than you would expect. I mean, Seth Curry's listed at 6'2, 185, but he doesn't look small out on the court. We're like, Patty Mills looks small um, out on the court. Seth Curry, pretty consistently since. Going, he went from Dallas to Portland, Dallas, Philly, and now he's Philly and Brooklyn. He's been pretty consistently starter minutes. Yeah, um, and that's the difference. Where like Patty Mills is your perfect guy off the bench, helps the second unit, can play with starters in spots to be that shooter and be the guy that the defense maybe leaves alone. Where Seth Curry can be a hub of an offense for various stretches of a game. Yeah, God, it would be exciting. We don't have a Joe Harris update. But it would be so exciting if yeah. Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons could all play basketball. Wouldn't that be great? It would be good. I think the other like <clears throat> last little thing about Seth Curry for me is like I think he's got really good that like sort of starter level intuition. You know, he just has a way of like being yeah, the guy who who is back. You know, back to get like the weird cherry picking outlet pass for you know when you get a steal. He's just like there when he when he wanted to be there. Um, Tough to teach, and not to say the Patty Mills isn't that way, but I think Seth Curry <clears throat> has that in, in spades in a way that maybe uh, Patty doesn't. Yeah, and, and it's going to be interesting because when whenever everyone's back, and let's say we'll talk about the Kyrie vaccine mandate and all oh, that stuff. Oh, everyone's up. everyone's so excited; they're fired yeah, up. Right? <laughs> but uh, imagine a world where like everyone's back, right? <clears throat> There's still no true point guard besides Drogic on this team. Is it Drogic? <laughs> it's Drogic. It's Drogic. Yeah. Drogic. Like Goron. Goron, and, there you go. And I apologize. I, I, I like to say people's name correctly, but... Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm right, so we'll... we'll I get... think you're right. Say it again. Dragic. That's why people like... That's right. You're, you're dragging. That's right. 
Yeah. Drag it. Just think of dragons. Dragic. Drag. Imagine dragons, will you? That's a band. Yeah, I know. Imagine dragons. Um, are they good? <laughs> What's will you? Is that like a song or something? Well, like it, I'm like slipping. I don't really know. Okay. I don't. Right. I, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to explain a lame joke that okay. I made. Okay, good. Um, sorry. Um, there's no true point guard besides Goran on this team because I don't consider Kyrie. No. no what do you? Is he? No, he's yeah, combo. He's, he's combo. Let's combo, combo that. Guard. Yeah. The famous conversation that's really should have been the glue guys theater, which is yeah, really. James and Kyrie talking about who's point guard, uh, which is actually a very boring conversation. Really boring. Um, but what I like is Kyrie can obviously lead an offense. KD's a great passer. Seth Curry. I've been very impressed by his passing. If Joe Harris is back, he's a really good ball mover, but even if not, Ben Simmons is one of the best passing six, 10 and over players in NBA history and you know like Drummond is has an interesting style of passing at times mm. he thinks he's Jokic he does some good various stuff points. I mean like does some good stuff somebody commented very accurately that he's gonna do one behind the back that like you know farts off his foot out of bounds every game sure. but like hey. you know he had like five or six assists against the Bucks the other night and they looked like really you know they were good proper assists I mean, I, I think if you if if there's the small ball lineup of death, if that ever truly materializes, with Kyrie, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, and KD, it's a lot of passing. Gene, it's a lot of shooting. Besides Ben Simmons, it's still got good height. Like, still relatively, you're you're a solidly tall team. Uh, you're not too small. And again, besides Ben Simmons, it's great shooting. But we don't know if that's a possibility because. While we got good news about Kyrie Irving's vaccination, not his status, but what the city may do, we also got um, confusing bits of information. So this entire time, and this is the vaccine conversation, so if you don't care, I understand. I'm, I, I do not blame you, and <laughs> yeah. you can go away. I understand. Um, and we're just going to see a drop-off. Yeah. But um, we've been so focused on one particular thing this entire time, is this keys to the city – uh, sort of mandate, the local mandate, which I've loved to talk about for so long. We've been so focused on that because that is the initial thing that has kept Kyrie Irving from playing at home. The mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, announced, I think via Twitter yesterday, and also Shams and Woj reported this, that the keys to New York City, as long as everything's okay, is going to drop next week. Is that right? Um, seventh that was the seventh on yeah. monday is that a monday probably <clears throat> um which everyone got very excited and some people were reporting oh Kyrie's coming back we have a hope date for Kyrie." <laughs> mm. um then i think shams even an almost immediately and initially reported well Kyrie is still barred from playing because of the private employer vaccine mandate that had been in existence before anyways so then there's a great debate on twitter and there's a lot of confusion Partly because Brian and I talked about this privately in our chats, that as the law or the mandate's written up, it describes employees, non-city employees, like professional player, well, professional athletes and performers can come into New York and perform. But that is that's not like, hey, Kyrie lives in New Jersey, so he is a non-city employee. It just means people who like like LeBron who play in LA, they come in for a night to play the Knicks. They can play unvaccinated and then leave. If you play basketball for a team based in New York city, 
which is what they consider a city employee, a city-based yeah. employee, not if he lives in New Jersey. Anyways, all this is to say <clears throat> we're confused as hell, and yeah. this team is uh, is no – it doesn't seem to be any closer to having Kyrie on the floor. I will say having – like I said, like having read a few contracts in my day, that one was actually written <clears throat> the when you, you posted a tweet of this and, you know, at BK Glue guys to check out Mike's great tweets. The, the leading source for vaccine information, <clears throat> according to Adrian Wojnarowski. True. Um, <laughs> that is true. He, uh, Mike posted a, um, I don't know where you got, where did you, you screenshotted the, where? Well, it's, the, it's from the, like, you know, all these things you can go on the city's website, you can yeah. Google them. They, they go to the city's website and read them. Because don't don't read them from like AM New York. No shots at no, AM New York. No shots. But Huge I worked fan. at a radio station in New York, WCBS. When we would write up these things, we we would condense them. Yeah. You know, you have to leave out information to condense. Go to the city's website. There are PDFs there. Just click, and you'll read the thing, and they'll explain it to you very yeah. pretty plainly. So <clears throat> the way that it's like kind of written is confusing, but. At, yeah. at having done a few contracts in my day, it, it actually does. No big deal. No folks. big deal. does logically follow. But like the way that it's sort of written is like workers in that first line and then definition. And then it's like workers does not include this. Whereas, so Kyrie Irving falls under the definition of worker. Un- undeniably, he is a person who shows up to work in a public space in New York where he pays taxes where all that's everything, you know? So that's, that's what's happening here. He's not Sorry, just, be, yeah. you, Brian just saw my face. Derek Jeter is stepping down as CEO of the Miami Marlins. That's oh, I saw that. Like, no a, one cares. that was for, that was like hours ago. I saw that. No, sorry. God, so late. So late. Like, jeez. Um, are you upset? Do you need, do you need to take a break? I don't care. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I got, but anyways, I take a moment here. so people are, but people GTO. in general are confused about this and then a lot of other things with regards to this. And we've talked about this before on the show, Mike, you've talked about this expertly succinctly, but we should say it again that like the way that the mandates have been rolled out, people, people are upset because it doesn't follow the science and there's a couple things at play, right? There's, uh, there's the scientific world and then there's how it actually gets put into praxis by the legal world, by as you like to call them, local municipalities. Yeah. It's like when I was a young boy trying to imagine what it would be like making out with a girl, I can imagine it all I want. You know, I can, I can watch videos about it. I can learn technique through library books, but until you're out there in the field and actually doing it, you don't, you don't know. You know what I mean? It's exact comparable. Sorry. I was getting a message. (laughs) (laughs) I just had the worst analogy in the history of the show. And I was expecting you to be like, Mike, this is horrible. Did you learn? Did you even hear? I didn't. That's just for the audience. Because they're going to listen to that and think this is, Mike is dumb. I got a dumb text. Okay. Sorry. Um, But you were, you were talking about from Derek Jeter. You're talking to DJ. I was talking to DJ. Um, Respect. Respect too. Um, Anyways. Uh, what we were talking about? We we're talking about mandates. Well, yeah, we're talking about mandates. And, and here's a you're talking about the difference between follow the science and what right. it goes out in practicality in the yeah. real world how it has to work. Right. And and those two things are actually very different. And so like the way that they decided to get because again remember New York City wants you to get vaccinated, so they wanted to put into That's place the key thing. Yeah, you guys have to remember like they really want you to get vaccinated. So all of the like why aren't they? It's like. Start with that. Start with the motivation. They so want- does Joe Sai, who has supported like vaccination. Yeah. Like there have been multiple campaigns that have tied the state and city to the Nets to promote 
vaccinations. Right. So they look for a way to legally enact a mandate that has the most coverage without it being like, uh, without it falling into some other like oh, despotic, you know, too too far mandate, federal mandate stuff, whatever. Uh, so some <laughs> people would argue that it has. That, that it already has. And I that's why I sort of like waffled at the end there because yeah, like, like there, are, there are some arguments, maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah. So anyways, in general, they do want you to get vaccinated. They're going to make as expansive a mandate as humanly possible without going into the, like that final realm of the overreach, whatever. I mean, they've literally mandated uh, vaccines for public employees and private employees. Yeah. So that is, that's everyone. It's everyone. There's there's no third bucket. Yeah. So you're an artist who lives in a cabin. Right. Bushwick. I don't know. Are there cabins? And and so the thing is like, you can't like, so the way that you also do it is like through an employer mandate, right? So if you take a step back, like, okay, there's a big difference between an employer mandate and a, like, if you're just a person on the street mandate, you know, that's a thing that like a federal government could ostensibly do, but you might consider an overreach or whatever. And that would be bad politics or optics or who knows what, but like, if you were following the science, truly following the science, a unilateral federal mandate might be a thing you would do, right? That's like a, but, you know, America is built on freedoms and rights, Mike, and we have some people who are opposed to that kind of thing, which I'm not going to weigh in whether you and I are or not. But but anyways, <laughs> we have to think about it from that perspective, right? New York City wants you to get mandated. It's very important. They want you to get mandated? Well, sorry, once you get vaccinated, it's very important. Get mandated, folks. <laughs> they want you to get, that's, that was a the Freudian slip. That's what yeah. they, yeah. They want you to really comply, well. comply. Um, anyways, so uh, this is just another like, annoying traips into mandate land but you know there's nothing that's like here's the question for you mike is after this change happens which actually fundamentally doesn't change anything for Kyrie, are they going to roll out another change in the not too distant future that will include him yeah they are because so here's a very interesting thing that happened on twitter so here's what adrian wojanowski friend of the show tweeted Mm -hmm. out after he tweeted out the initial news Here's a tweet. Here's an interpretation of NYC mayor's announcement. Kyrie Irving remains restricted from playing under NYC's mandate for large employers, but March, but the March seventh loosening of key to NYC mandate is another step in what's expected to be an inevitability. Irving will be cleared to play this season. Then, Eric Adams's press secretary, who I'm forgetting his name, though he went to Syracuse, so shouts out to shout Syracuse. Out, shout out to that guy. Si- retweeted that with a quote above it saying this is a an accurate interpretation but the key is everyone should get vaccinated so Woj in his own tweet is saying it's an inevitability that Irving will get will be allowed to play the season the press secretary which is a big deal which in the in a mayoral any really elected office is saying yes this is an accurate viewpoint all of this is to say and I agree with Woj's interpretation, this is something that we've talked about. The indication that the city is at a good enough point where they can remove the key to NYC mandate, right, in a week. He's saying, it's not guaranteed, but he, Eric Adams is saying, well, we're going to look over this the data over this next week, and if everything looks good, we're going to remove it. There's nothing that's going to be in the data that's going to change it. Mm-hmm. Well, once you start removing that first layer, that first onion layer, mm-hmm. You're going to want to keep digging into that onion. Mm. And because it's going to seem odd 
from a public policy point of view, it also opens you up to like legal challenges in a greater degree when you're having more gaps in your vaccine mandate system. Right yep. now, New York City is as covered as it could possibly be between public, private, the key to NYC, all that stuff. As they start removing mandates, then it becomes, it's very much, it's actually easier for legal challenges to come through and say, well, they're allowing this group of people to do this and this group of people to do that. Why would they let that happen if, like, why is there differences? Yeah. And many people have pointed out the fact that because of the key to NYC dropping, Kyrie could go to a basketball game at Barclays as a fan, but yeah. not play in the game. What what does that make sense? Of course that doesn't make sense. But the, the mayor, though he talked on CNBC this morning, and I have the sound, but I don't really, it doesn't really matter. Everyone can find it. It's He talked about, he was asked specifically about Kyrie Irving, and he was like, I would love to see Kyrie play. I think there is a chance of that happening, but I don't want to look inconsistent on COVID. So <laughs> it's something for everyone in what he said. Um, You're right, though. It's a good point, though, that like <clears throat> as you if you slowly roll this back, like piece by piece, you do like you'll create a lot of these weird little situations <clears throat> with a bunch of different people. I mean, Kyrie is obviously like like the, anytime anything happens with COVID in New York City, like the first thing anyone thinks of is Kyrie. It's just very, it's very interesting for and, someone who doesn't want to be a source of attention or drama. Um, and and I, I think this gets to a point that I, I really do want to get to on this show, mm-hmm. which is like, if Kyrie got vaccinated and did the thing he was supposed to do, that he said that he told Sean Marks and Kevin Durant and James Harden that he would do what to get vaccinated. Oh, that none of this would be an issue. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about like, oh, James Harden would be on the team. This team would be first in the East and they would go on to win a championship. I'm just saying if he did what he said he was going to do, none of this would be an issue. If he if he decided right now to get vaccinated and do what. How many hundreds of millions of people there's, have done There's been 10 billion doses, over 10 billion doses worldwide of this vaccine. Like I've I taken just, a billion of them right yeah. here. Just <laughs> yeah. Every you're, day. You're stepped up. Dropping them in. <laughs> yeah. Um, You've been looking good lately. That's why I was going to say. You, Some, thank you. Um, new, I'm going to die tomorrow. New, new diet. <laughs> no. <laughs> come on. You're <laughs> My super protected. with Pfizer. <laughs> but if, if Kyrie decided to get the shot now, he could play tomorrow or when I, or actually if he got the shot today he could play tonight against toronto like that's also the thing with the private vaccine mandate rule where you just have to get the first shot then you have 45 days to get the second one and i don't think there's a booster requirement of course he's not going to do it but there's people that follow us on twitter that will tweet out stuff about covid and people will be like oh the mayor is so dumb yeah it's like you could, I mean, yeah. There's inconsistencies, and I even I think Eric Adams talks about those inconsistencies as if like they don't really make sense, but like there are things that we kind of have to do, right? And I appreciate his candidness. Kyrie could just get vaccinated. He won't. It's his choice. I understand that he could, and then we don't have to worry about any of this. He and frankly, it's good for his health. It's good for the health of those around him. All of that stuff, yeah. right? I mean, so I think there's a lot of misguided um, anger. And I'm not saying Kyrie Irving deserves anger. I'm just saying all these other people that are doing the right thing don't deserve anger. The person that maybe deserves a little bit more of a spotlight is Kyrie. And we know what he's he's just not going to get vaccinated. So we're left with digging through municipal mandates. That is what this podcast has become. 
And people and people judge James Harden for not wanting to sit around and listen to this. I don't even want to sit around and listen Here to this. Here you go, Brian. <laughs> go back to your boy James. Your buddy. I, I'm just saying. To, I, I'm kind of – I'm just impressed that people have – that have the opinion that they have about the James Harden situation. I'm just, I just, I think it's interesting. I just find it very interesting for human psychology reasons that people are like, screw this guy. He should stick it out and wait for a uncontrollable X factor person to figure out his life that will directly impact his like career legacy. I, that feels very interesting to me. I, it's very unsympathetic in my mind. To me, it's an indication of like how, how, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. How much of a dump James Harden took on the Nets fan base and the franchise on his way out? That he, we've talked about this before. There's video evidence of of James Harden like like playing the worst game of his career, the last game he played as Nets, the worst game of his career he played against the Sacramento Kings, and he was just a, a chubby, sad, hamstring injured mess. Where Kyrie, there's just not we don't there's no like aha moment where we're like. This know. is We're, this is an aha moment. This is if this isn't yeah. an aha moment, I I have gone on this show for years now and called him a chill bro and defended all of this stuff, and I've had the aha moment of sure. this is not this is we're along for the ride. This is the ride. Well, this was a great show, Brian. Yeah, I be, feel like it was a pretty good show. You know, what else are we supposed to do? I mean, we did we talked about the basketball in the beginning, but that's it's um, not a, it's not a team that's made for talking about <laughs> basketball right now, unfortunately. Well, whatever Kyrie or not Kyrie, whatever Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons play basketball, of course we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're so excited to talk about that. We're going to do another redraft of the team. Um, one of our listeners sent in that idea to do that, to dial that one up where Brian and I draft different players in the team. Oh, it, I can't wait to do that. Um, yeah. Brian can't take Paul Millsap anymore, unfortunately. Um, I can't take Javon Carter anymore. I think I took Javon Carter like the fourth round oh, of our first oh. draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were high. You were high on Javon. I, I took Kyrie Irving, believing I you're, you're trade like, him. I, God, I need some playmaking. Let's, let me get Javon Carter. <laughs> hey, Javon. Okay. Hey, Javon. Okay, glue guys, see you real quick. You're uh, you're Javon <laughs> Carter. I'm, I'm Mike Boonhauser. Hey, Javon. Nice to meet you. All right, buddy. Uh, can you send me? Can you send me over <laughs> that playbook? Can you? Can you? Uh, hey, buddy. You want buddy. me to be Javon Carter right now? To be Javon Carter? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you made me less sorry. My hat fell off. All right. Uh, thank you it. all for listening at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, I- iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, five stars. We need want to have them. Um, Spotify also does a rating system. And um, Brian, here's a nice way to end the show. I okay. went to a John Mayer concert last week, and my wife was telling her friends that you are a better looking version of John. Come Mayer. on. That's nice. That's nice. And then to I hear. showed the picture. And I was, of you. <laughs> and it's like, they're like, that I don't know isn't that. true anymore. <laughs> back, back. Once upon a time, I was maybe in a in a fight. Not that's anymore. A ni- that's a that's a nice thing. I'm taking that. I'm taking that one. Thanks, Mike. Um, at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, right? We already did that. We just did the whole thing. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows where to find us. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Say bye, Mike.